Hi, I'm Ben Harold, ag journalist and farmer, and this is the View from the Farm podcast. This is uh, episode number 10, so we're closing in on that dozen mark. That may have been the over-under on how far we'd make it with this thing, so so far so good. But uh, yeah, coming to you, it's a nice fall day here, uh, getting now officially in the fall, I should say, and it's pretty pretty good time of year around here. I, I will say I was getting some text messages today. My brother-in-law is driving down the coast of Oregon today, and that's pretty pretty happy for him to be able to experience that, and of course seeing some of the, the pictures and things it can make a guy almost get a little jealous, but I guess... If ever there were a time when the jealousy would be minimized, it'd probably be around the fall back here in the Midwest, just kind of thinking about the good weather around here we get, you know, those nice crisp mornings, cool breezes, the leaves really starting to turn color in some different places and things like that, and so yeah, we're... We're about maybe getting into the the best month here around farm country in the month of October with harvest and leaves turning and all that. So, yeah, if ever you you do get a chance to take a drive down that coast highway out in Oregon, I I definitely still say go for it. But for those of us uh, here in the Midwest right now, I I think uh, it's pretty pretty exciting time here as well, and we can appreciate uh, some things here as uh, as well. But just a, a few different things I want to talk about uh, today. Of course, we have a a record farmland sale here in the state of Missouri. Uh, I believe it's a, a national record for, for the amount paid for farmland, um, not not counting any piece of land. The farm they buy up, they're going to develop or anything like that. But for, for farmland, this is a, a new record set right, right in Missouri anyway, down in central Missouri. So going to talk about that a little bit. Going to talk, of course, about the, the harvest out there and uh, yesterday I was out uh, getting some pictures and interviewing some farmers for our upcoming harvest survey stories. We was doing the October issue of Missouri Farmer Today and, of course, Iowa Farmer Today and Illinois Farmer Today. And uh, it's really, really interesting to get to get out in the country when, you know, harvest is starting to get going in full swing. And so I'll definitely give you the, the rundown on that for sure. It was pretty interesting seeing what was going on out there and talking with people and yeah, of course, we'll get into uh, a little bit about, you know, current harvest progress and the, the drought, update the drought situation. We've seen some areas uh, expanding drought, especially over in the Indiana area. It really shot up the amount of ground in drought. But all this uh, warm, sunny, sunny weather is definitely good for getting crops dried down, making harvest progress, even if it's not going to help on the drought front. So we'll talk about all that and then touch on some of the stories I'm working on. We've got some pork month coverage, got the head of the Missouri Pork Association stepping down after 40 years. He's retiring, and so we got to talk with him. It's pretty pretty eventful time if you think about the last 40 years in the the hog business. So we will have some of that to talk about. And yeah, just uh, that's kind of the rundown here. But let's let's start with that exciting news, that land sale. Um, it was 115 acres in Saline County. And I, I first heard about this, one of my crop watchers had texted me, I think it was one of his neighbors had bought the farmland anyway. But um, yeah, it was sold for $34,800 an acre which is pretty pretty staggering if you think about it. But yeah, over 34,000, almost 35,000 an acre for farmland. And it was a 115 acre tract. And so that, uh, you know, I'll save you the math, that works out to just over $4 million for this farm. And uh, just, just from what I've read, it was uh, the, the, the guy that bought it, 
the farmer, I, I believe, yeah, he's from Carroll County, Jeff Baxter, and uh, the the um, farmland there is so it's kind of close by anyway. And there was another another bidder, and it was it was next to his farm as well. And so it was kind of you think about farmland. Obviously, the quality is important, but location is name of the game in real estate. And so the farm's proximity to to the other farmers, I think, played played a role in it for sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty staggering. I mean, that's again a, not just a state record, but a national record. The Previous had been, I think, yeah, last year, 2022, up in Sioux County, Iowa, there was a farm sold for 30000 an acre. So any time Missouri land's going even beyond what Iowa land prices are going for, that's quite quite the news uh, event there for sure. And so, yeah, it's just, it's kind of kind of staggering to think about. And, and, and Sioux County, Iowa, is, it's up there in northwest Iowa, kind of the, the part up there by South Dakota, just to, to save you the Google for anyone that maybe doesn't know, because I know Sioux's not the easiest word, at least for me to spell. But yeah, Sioux County, Iowa, of course, up there, um, 30,000 an acre, and then now almost 35,000 an acre for this farm in, in Missouri. And I know Saline County, pretty good farmland there. It's one of Missouri's more productive row crop counties we have um combination it's got some some river bottom ground but then even the ground up out of the river bottom seems like it generally does pretty well and it's it's pretty intensively farmed and you know there's a lot of a lot of acres in production there and it generally a lot of it does pretty good so seeing that i think was pretty pretty startling to people i you know just was reading and hearing different things the the bidding started at fifteen thousand an acre and um in in less than 15 minutes i think i've heard as low as 11 minutes the 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 bidding was done and the the winning party had got the farm for 34,800 an acre and it's just kind of kind of staggering to think about it, especially you know corn prices have kind of come down but i think it really shows people view land farmland as a long-term investment you know it's something that historically is held its value or increased. I, I think the average increase in land value is about 6%, six percent, you know, historic uh, recent history, that kind of thing. And so, you know, pretty reliably increases in value. And there, there's periods, obviously, where it shoots up in value. And, you know, obviously with this, I, I imagine it'll kind of reinforce what people's land's worth and you know, for, for any other farmers around there looking to buy land, I, I hope the, the people you're buying it from doesn't, you know, want to charge a 34000 an acre for it. But obviously, again, it shows the value of, of land jumping up there. And just, you know, you do think about the, the returns each year. And, you know, that can kind of ebb and flow. And again, we do have some some lower corn prices right now as we're kind of getting into harvest. But, you know, in, in recent years, we have had some pretty good years on uh, corn and so you know that and obviously a lot of beans grown there in the uh, Saline County and so you can kind of you can see some of the benefits but I think it's one of those things again it's it's location it's investment you know I'm this farmer who bought it has you know a a, a big going operation and you know it's it's one of those things you kind of count on the other farms to help carry this farm until you you know, get to where it's, uh, you've, you've recouped your investment anyway. And, you know, I was reading some comments from a, an appraiser up in Iowa, farmland appraiser talking about, you know, the record breaking sale. And, you know, it is, it, he described it kind of unprecedented demand for high quality farmland. And, you know, people even pay above a market price. Cause I, you know, I was kind of joking about the, you know, everyone going to want 34,000 for their farm. I, I think everyone kind of agrees. That's not, 
you know, the going rate for farm uh, farmland or anything like that. But that's definitely, you know, shows the top end. It does show more broadly there is pretty strong demand for farmland. And, you know, this, this appraiser up in Iowa, he was even saying, you know, you think about the the heirs to that property 50 years 100 years they may be wondering why the the you know people didn't buy more ground at that price if if you kind of view it long term cuz um just another thing i'd heard about this this farmer who bought that land his, his dad had made what was then a a high end or record breaking kind of purchase in in the area bought farmland for $10,000 an acre back in i think that was 2008 i read so you know it's it's something that again 10,000 bucks 15 years ago 10,000 an acre seemed like a a staggering price and i mean even now that's pretty high for a lot of farmland out there but again it shows the you know what what seems like a staggering price you know you get a decade and a half more decades down the road it, you know it, it doesn't seem as much as as staggering as as the numbers seem for sure so that definitely had a lot of people talking i think uh you know i'm going to get into talking about my my trips around talking with farmers out in the field and that was one of the farmers i talked with riding in the combine with him um kind of near this it was in saline county and kind of near all that where the this piece of land is located and so i think you know he was talking about it too and just has a lot of a lot of farmers attention really across the state and the country anytime you get a a record like that you know farmland that doesn't you know no development potential they're not going to be building any luxury condominiums or anything in this part of Saline County anytime soon but it is it, it just you know was a purely farm agricultural purchase and one of those kind of watershed moments and you know for for my state Missouri it's for at least at least for the time being you know we hold the record for the most most money a, a tract of farmland per acres ever brought and we'll see see how long that that holds the last record it was a matter of months i want to say six months eight months something like that it had the record yeah i guess november of last year so that'd be a little more like 10 months i guess but anyway that was uh yeah that was the record now the record's piece of farmland there in saline county so pretty exciting times and uh also then yeah to kind of shift gears and talk a little bit about the harvest side of things well just just one more thing on that farm i will say there's certain pieces of land that don't come up for sale very often and the the infrequency with which you have a chance to buy those farms adds to their value too people are willing to overpay cuz you know this piece of land i think they said been the same family for four generations something like that so i mean you start talking uh, 80 90 100 years and a farm's only coming up for sale every century. Some of these farms out there, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of attention, especially you get you get an auction. And like that farm I rode in the combine with, he said it only takes two people to make an auction. And so, yeah, I, I'd love to know the the feelings they had walking away from the the auction, you know, when the one who bought it, knowing they, they you know, put out all this money, but what they had and being able to win an auction like that and set the record, but then also the farmer who didn't get it, you know, if they were, you know, wishing they'd gone higher, if they were thinking maybe they, you know, in a roundabout way dodged a bullet of having to, you know, pay that kind of amount. But it's, I'm sure mixed emotions maybe all around, but the ultimately they, they must be pretty happy with it, willing to pay that. So pretty, pretty exciting times. And uh, yeah, big, big news there for Missouri agriculture, but I definitely had my, my taste of Missouri agriculture yesterday, it was pretty, pretty eventful. It was, you know, we get in the, in the spring and the fall, we kind of like to get out in some of the different 
parts of the state and states are kind of divided into crop reporting districts for purposes of USDA statistics and things like that. And so, you know, we just want to get a, a sampling of, of different areas of the state and not too concentrated in any one area. So it's always one of my favorite things. It's, uh, I guess, I've had this job now 11 years. And so the first year was once. So this would be the, the 12th year I've been out there in the fall getting harvest pictures and covering harvest for Missouri Farmer today. And so pretty special. It's always one of my favorite things about the job. And I mean, pretty much almost all farmers out there, it's a busy time of year, but they're just, they're great to talk with. They're happy to kind of fill you in on how the crops are looking in their area. And, you know, farmers like talking about farming. And so it's it's really cool to have the opportunity. I'm always grateful to farmers that talk with me or take them in, give me a ride around on the combine or something like that, just to kind of see how things are going in their area. And yesterday I kind of got started, uh, was wanting to check off, you know, these these crop reporting districts are big, so if you can get even a couple of them in a day, maybe two or three, that's pretty successful. And I had sort of the the wild imagination that maybe I'd get four of them, and ended up getting the the cover four districts. And it was a lot of a lot of miles in the car, but really just a, an awesome and rewarding day seeing farmers do what they do, and just being reminded how wonderful it is at the end of a long year, bringing in the the harvest, and again seeing kind of the leaves starting to turn. We're not peak foliage or anything, but it's starting to get that classic look of fall about it around around the Show Me State and a lot of states around, especially up to the north of Missouri. But uh, yeah, started up in northwest Missouri was the first district I was going for and kind of over there in Atchison County, way up in the corner. And, you know, you kind of get through the rolling, uh, the, the bluffs and everything up above the Missouri River and that rolling terrain. And uh, driving through there and they got the, you know, pretty good uh, terraces going, you know, in the hillside. It almost looks like South America, like the Incan Empire or something like that, where they have a, a strip of field and then like a grass wall terrace going, you know, three, four, five vertical feet and then the next shelf of land. And they they really, you know, pr- protect that land, keep it from washing away. But, you know, it is kind of kind of cool ingenuity to see how they're able to do that. But yeah, I was just driving through that area and, you know, there's a lot of wind turbines up there and things like that. So it's kind of a, a mixture of old and new sites as you drive along there. And found a farmer um, up there who was harvesting some corn and, you know, he was talking about, it was probably in that 16 to 17 moisture range and obviously the catching some breeze and the, the warmer, sunnier weather we've been having, I, which I think, you know, this week and really through the weekend we should have, but then sometime next week looks like we'll dip down as we get, we'll be in October then get a little more cooler, kind of more seasonal fall weather around here and not not be flirting with 90 degrees or anything like that. But th- this day, and th- this was in the morning, and so it wasn't too too warm up yet, up there yet or anything like that. But yeah, it sounded like, you know, talking with him, it's, it's kind of ended up what was a bit of a common theme yesterday. He was saying, you know, the corn, it's just kind of really starting to get dried down that range, but it's, you know, probably better than he would expect. You know, there was some dry weather at times this summer and you know it, it it can surprise you how good some of these you know hybrids and varieties do and with the crops and they can kind of you know tiptoe their way through some drought and obviously it knocks the the super high end yield off when you have real drought conditions but you know he he was pleasantly surprised there pleasantly surprised there in Atchison County and uh you know he was 
saying they're maybe a little ahead of schedule just with some of the drier weather we've had, crops getting ready in time. But, you know, it's uh, there were a few early beans out, but really it was just the corn had gotten going. So it was kind of getting getting things out and going there. And so I had a good good chat with uh, that farmer. John Lucas was his name. So appreciate him taking, taking a minute to chat with me and was uh I was walking up that that big old ladder up to his combine cab and dropped my camera bag but thankfully there was no harm to the camera or anything so good to have your wits about you and your good good grip on whatever you're holding when you're going up that uh combine ladder but had a good chat with him nice views up there on the hill watching him watch him take some corn out and things like that and then headed on down the road grabbed a little quick uh, lunch to go there in Rockport nice little little town up there and then headed uh, down I-29 was going to get down and then over to get to the the north central district and you can get there quicker kind of angling down and over and then I had in the mind to get back down toward the south then and so yeah kind of worked my way over and came to a, a road closure that hadn't showed up on my my Apple Maps directly anyway or hadn't given me too much of a heads up on that but anyway it gave me a chance to kind of see the country and get back on the gravel roads and anyway kind of getting down there you did uh you know start to see a little bit drier conditions kind of as you got down around Carroll County you know it's it's currently I think looking at the map and severe drought down there so it's pretty pretty dry and dusty but uh yeah ran to some some more people down there farming and got to talk with them about you know how their how their crops were looking and coming out and you know got some pictures of the combining and unloading the the uh, grain cart and everything like that and um yeah again it was a kind of crop doing a lot better than expected because it'd been pretty dry down there it was uh um you know talking talking with them down there it was one of those things it's you know that was uh i think mother's day they said was the the last major rain and then you know it was pretty pretty spotty in june and july the rains they got weren't that much and then it was finally state fair time seems like a lot of times we get a state fair rain and so ended up getting that done and uh, you know, that, that did provide a perk. I, I think, you know, the beans, I think they're hoping they're going to be okay. They hadn't really done any soybeans yet, but, you know, I think, I think next week, the, the first week of October, maybe even the second really get going on those, but, you know, corn was coming out and, uh, you know, I think after, after the, you know, they, they hadn't, I think an inch and a half rain the, the Sunday or Saturday before I was talking to them on a Wednesday. And so again, kind of had to, had to wait and that kind of slowed down the dry down process, but they were, they were rolling when I was happening through there. So that worked out pretty well. And I got to, you know, kind of see what the, the North central Missouri side of things was kind of the Southern part of that district anyway. But yeah, it was good to, good to see a lot of, it, it's kind of crazy just the range in fields, you know, I saw driving in, in Carroll County there and really all over the state, you know, you get soybean fields, they're just, basically entirely green you know the some later planted or just depending on the the group of beans they are and when you know how how long it takes them to come to maturity had the uh, you know some just green as can be fields but then some they just about had all the leaves off them and didn't didn't really see any fields of beans that'd come out but saw some that looked like they sure were getting close to coming out so definitely pretty pretty interesting to see just the variety there and you know we'll be the the gap between when some of those earliest fields come out and when some of the last ones are ready could be could be decent size but that's 
that's pretty pretty typical you know around here with some of the different beans we grow and obviously different planting dates depending on weather and things like that but anyway then uh, headed across uh, the Missouri River Bridge there between Carrollton and Waverly and kind of headed on down into Saline County popped over there in that central district and was gonna run over to the west central district before wrapping it up for the day but I just while I was in central I kind of turned turned the car east anyway and made sure I got into that district and uh, right around Grand Pass got to talk with uh, Mike Schreiman there about some of the uh, harvest he had going on got to ride with him and you know it was kind of interesting just hearing what he had to say again uh, you know the the feel of corn he got had you know started it was it was pretty you know still a little on the wet side about 21 percent but then that was after you know they'd had a rain there but it dried he said it was running you know between 16 17 percent moisture and so they were feeling pretty good about being ahead, going ahead and taking it out and that was finishing up a, a farm there and then they'd be headed down the road but yeah it was just uh you know interesting it was the the first year he'd farmed that farm it was when they they rented and so you know it was first first crop coming in that corn crop and i think you know doing pretty good again pretty pretty dry pretty spotty rains uh during the summer and you know then now this this heading into fall had taken a while to kind of get the crop dried down but now that it was coming out you know I think he was happy to be finding some fields that could come out I think he said they were about a third done with corn and you know again soybeans probably a about a week away from getting started he was saying so it was definitely interesting to get to, to ride with Mike and chat with him and it's uh again just always always cool to see farmers doing what they do and just the you know, the joy they have for, for harvest time and getting their crops out. And yeah, even even an up and down challenging year, you know, it's one of those things you like to, to take what you can get on that. And so I think that's been, you know, it's a, a lot of harvest yet to go. And so I think a lot of farmers kind of keeping their fingers crossed out there that maybe there will be some pleasant surprises out there as they keep taking out the corn and then go the beans. But uh, yeah, wrapped up there. Um, in Saline County and then went ahead and like I say turn headed west a little bit just figured I'd see about catching maybe that west central district and obviously if we've had some some great crop watchers in that district through the years of course like all the rest and so you know there's good good farmers over there and I figured I'd see what they were up to and again we're kind of west central Missouri is really an area that's struggled with drought as much as any of them this year and so again it's it's you know just places hoping hoping for the best on some of those yields and got over into Lafayette County and um, talking with James Dunkel was out there um, had his combine going and had the uh, American flag there on the the auger arm and everything like that and it was pretty pretty good for getting some pictures and and everything like that and appreciate him taking the time to talk with me about kind of how the the harvest was going and everything like that and of course just always like to be fair and you know try and get some as I'm getting the the combine photos and tractor photos pulling grain carts it's fun to get a mix of the green and the red so had the had red in this field had the case IH and of course John Deere and a couple of the ones before that so got a good good mix of brands anyway keep everyone happy there depending on what they they prefer but uh anyway yeah it was uh you know I think he said things were looking pretty good with the corn they were about halfway done with their corn harvest uh 
you know, the, the field he was in, he said it was kind of borderline whether it was dry enough or not, but they had a spot, had room for it in one of their bins, and they were planning on keeping it for a little while anyway, so they figured they'd go ahead and take it out and put it in there while the weather was good. And, yeah, he was saying it had been pretty clear weather for, for harvest, a little bit of rain the previous weekend, but really just a lot of a lot of clear, sunny days, and things had been, you know, when when fields did get ready, kind of coming out pretty quick and everything like that. And he was talking about, you know, looking ahead to soybeans, hadn't, hadn't got going on harvesting beans yet, but just in terms of looking ahead to that crop, uh, you know, he was down the river, river bottom, Missouri River bottom's not too far from there, and just kind of looking, and some of the the beans there just he said maybe didn't look as good just the beans themselves were kind of small but then even some of his beans up on the hill ground looked a little better and so you know it's just a lot of you know everyone's I'm sure been out there scouting crops now for months and there's just a, a real mixed bag out there and so I think once we get to actually harvesting more of that and get more data in we'll have a better idea what we're doing on the on that and see a little more what we've got but yeah it was kind of kind of interesting there got done with uh, chatting with him and Hit up a, a Casey's gas station nearby there. Got a slice of the Casey's pizza to reward myself for the, the busy and productive day. And we uh, yeah don't have any sponsors on this podcast. But, you know, if Casey's wanted to ever sponsor and pay me in pizza or maybe some of their donuts or something like that, I'd, I'd be on board with that. But anyway, yeah, it was pretty pretty great day. Always, always fun just being out there in the country, seeing farmers doing what they do and you know it's it's a busy time and as we go you know there's more and more uh farmers you see out there in the field and so yeah we definitely want to keep hoping for for success there and and hope that yields you know do the best they can i know a lot of farmers are kind of watching you know prices especially the corn price kind of slump a little bit here lately and making some decisions about what to sell and what to keep so a lot lot going on but definitely uh some some good things to celebrate there as we go and yeah just real quick on as far as the numbers you know national corn crop about 15 percent harvested so again just on the front end but really that that's uh, numbers as of monday of this week and today's thursday the 28th so that's been monday the 25th um so this week yeah i'm sure we're making a lot of progress and then the following week too until we get some rain we should should be putting putting quite a bit of uh progress on these numbers but yeah 15 percent of national corn crop harvested that number is about 28 percent in missouri again just certain certain areas on that for sure farther along there's quite a quite a few areas i drive through and it's pretty much all the crops are still in the field in those areas so we're still still on the front end of this thing but uh, on the soybean side about 12 percent of the national crops come out uh missouri it's only about four percent and you know some of those numbers the, the national corn and soybean numbers, they're maybe just a little bit ahead of the five-year average and last year's numbers. And again, some of that could be the dry areas where things dried down pretty quick. But definitely some of the sunny, dry, warmer weather we've been having here in the Midwest, that'll definitely get things, uh, get the crops dried down. I know, you know, talking with with farmers there, that West Central Missouri farmer in Lafayette County, he was telling me, you know, it is, it's been good weather for getting stuff out. They said if it wanted to rain or anything, he'd take it for sure because they're pretty dry over there and just thinking about recharging the groundwater and kind of settling the dust and, and obviously helping, you know, ponds and pastures and cattle and everything like that. So yeah, a lot of places, even as they're making good harvest progress while the sun's shining, they're still looking for opportunities to get some relief. But, uh, Anyway, then, 
just yeah, as far as on the the drought picture nationwide, it's you know the the high plain states maybe slightly better in the, the most recent drought report the numbers, but you know the this part of the uh, high plain states closest to the Midwest, you know thinking central and eastern Kansas and Nebraska, they're still still dealing with pretty widespread drought, and the the Midwest region saw the the drought numbers creep up just a little bit and. You know, a lot of areas, Missouri, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, stayed pretty pretty locked in drought like they have been. And the, the real jump was in um, centered around Indiana. Uh, last week's drought monitor, Indiana was only about 30% in drought, a little over 30%. Now it's up to 85%. So definitely a lot of that area was kind of on the edge, getting drier, and it, it definitely jumped into drought conditions with a, a dry, kind of warmer, sunny week. So... Definitely going to keep watching that now, even as we're getting to the, you know, past the point of rainfall doing much for any, you know, crop yields or anything like that. But just in terms of the overall picture and getting getting river levels back up. We talked last week about the Mississippi River levels being way down. So we'll be be watching that and, uh, yeah, keep keep monitoring these things going forward. But that's kind of the, the lay of the land on harvest. Just before I let you go, some of the stories I've been working on from Zero Farmer today, of course, Got to finish up that pollinator story, and I think I talked on one of these podcasts a few weeks ago. If good luck if you can find that, but somewhere in there about um, you know the impact, the benefits of pollinators for different crops, and still learning about that. But they're you know looking to study that more, and there's efforts to kind of you know promote pollinator habitat and plant you know native flowers and grasses and that kind of thing. And did some uh, writing about 4-H. We've got some 4-H coverage in here featuring some clubs and just kind of highlighting what, you know, what some of the different 4-H opportunities are. And I know a lot of people listening to this maybe had some 4-H involvement. I think that's pretty, pretty big for a lot of, a lot of people, you know, farm people and people in town growing up. It makes a big difference. And, um, and then the last thing, just got to talk with Don, Don Nicodem, the uh, executive director of the Missouri Pork Association, and he's retiring, I think in January is when it's official, but he's announced he's retiring after uh, going to be just over 40 years as head of the Missouri Pork Association. He started December 1st, 1983, and got to talk with Don, and he's always kind of great to get his perspective, and just, yeah, you think the last 40 years in the hog business, you know, uh, going from mostly outdoor production to almost all indoor and kind of that consolidation, you know, he was saying numbers wise, uh, you know, for a state, state like Missouri peaked in hog production, number of hogs, I should say in the, in the early forties, kind of during world war two. And it's, it's declined since then, but obviously still a pretty big industry in our state. And I know a lot of people out there like a, a good tenderloin or smoking a pork loin or having a pork chop or something like that. And, uh, October's pork month. So we always like to feature, you know, different producers or people in the industry, like of course, Don, you know, having, having 40 years. And he talked about, you know, heading an association like that, you're working with producers and, you know, people might have different ideas, but ultimately you're just trying to do what's best for the, the, the hog farmers out there and, and just for the, for the industry in general. So I think that was kind of interesting to hear his perspective and that'll be, be coming up in Missouri farmer today, our first First issue in October, I think October seventh. So that might be might be something fun to read to get his perspective. But 
Yeah, that should take care of what I got now. I'd I'd give you the rundown of what stories I have come up next week, but I need to look at the list and refresh my memory. I think maybe something about farm fresh meat and some different ways people are marketing some of their products. So we'll we'll get that figured out and hopefully get some kind of story put together on that. But anyway, appreciate you listening. Kind of like, like I say, gave you the rundown my day out there in the country talking and, you know, then talking about the, the the record breaking land sale and just yeah, there's a lot a lot of chatter a lot of things to talk about as farmers are out there you know hauling in uh hauling things in and, and getting their crops out and so yeah we'll see where we're at next week we'll get into october and really get the ball rolling a little more and there'll be i'm sure plenty of news to talk about so i appreciate you listening and i'll let you go but uh, again this is ben harold this has been the view from the farm podcast and thanks for listening <music>